I got to know Justin Hart a little bit in Washington, D.C. Tried to hire him, but couldn't afford him. Um, now, I doubly couldn't afford him. He is a data analyst and a really, really good one. Very skilled man. And in my judgment, he, along with a few others he works with, um, are unlikely heroes in this. And Justin joins us on the Todd Herman Show. Welcome back, my friend. Todd, great to be with you this morning. Justin, I, I'm always fascinated because I think it's in our DNA somehow to be fascinated by the unlikely hero story, the hero's journey. And I just want to remind my listeners and have you remind them uh, as we get into this fact that you're suing the White House and, and social media companies, some of the most powerful entities on earth. Can you just remind my listeners how you, a man with a beautiful, large family and just a, a quiet skilled data analyst what what on earth drew you into this because you're now at the center of it yeah like like i always say i'm not an epidemiologist i'm not a virologist but i'm a darn good data guy and normally i wouldn't insert myself into other people's domains but they seem to be having no problem inserting themselves into my domain my business my kids education my church uh, you know the, the way i leave my house uh, what i put in my body and so Forgive me if I check their math, because I go to check their math, and it turns out it's wrong. So uh, that's kind of how this all impetus started. I, I had a few really strong clients I was really proud of at the beginning of 2020. Uh, one of them was a high set of excursions for baby boomers to golf excursions, and, and that was dead in the water. And so when I lost all my clients to the shutdowns, I said, something's got to be done here. This is just wrong and weird, and, and, and is this really worth it? And when I checked the math, it isn't worth it. And it turns out that the detriment of the lockdowns and everything that went with it was horrible, and we should never do it again. Yeah, and and yet uh, it's uh, so fascinating to watch that there are people in your circle. I don't even know this person's name uh, on Twitter. I am who contributes to this site you've started called Rational Ground that there's a side-by-side comparison of masks and unmasked states and cities and counties. There's a tool at rationalground.com, this site that you guys have built, where you can you yourself can go try to find where this stuff has worked. Um, and you, you put that up, and you've created sort of this network of people who are reporting things that, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I, the Atlantic made a big deal about uh, hey, we found out that that half the people in the hospitals are asymptomatic. They they might not even have the COVID. These tests are turning this over. When did you guys start reporting that? It's got to be last year. Well, like like maybe even a year past or uh, longer than a year yeah. ago. When did you guys start talking about that? Yeah, a year ago, June, um, some of my associates were able to obtain 800 death certificates from Florida of people who have died of covid and we saw everything from people falling from ladders to people who were 99 years old and suffering from major heart disease before COVID came along. And yes, COVID can be a very dangerous disease for a very specific set of people. But when you look at the way that it's been overused to identify deaths, that's what The Atlantic pointed out, is that in some cases, as far as the VA hospital and the study that they were citing, half of those deaths should never have been attributed to COVID. And you also are the source of where I learned that the CDC did the most amazing thing, that they changed the way deaths are counted in the COVID flu, that that they departed scientific rigor. And as I read it, it's possible that up to 25 percent of the deaths 
are miscoded given that they said it basically if you if you see the word covid within 200 miles of the patient, it's probably a covid death. Um, That's got to alarm you as a data guy to change the baseline, right? Very much so. And it's also disturbing that there's no consistency in some states. If you tested positive last year and you died this year, you will still be counted as a covid death. And so these things are very, very indeterminate. It goes down to the county level. There's no uniformity. All the data originates at the county. It is a total mess. And, you know, it's been very, very difficult to make policy decisions based on this very, very flawed data, which is amplified in the worst ways by the media. Uh, And so just, you know, yesterday we're getting details of data that, kids are not a major risk factor for what's called long COVID, and that that really is not an issue for them. But you won't see that reported anywhere. Instead, we just see constant, constant negative news around what's happening with disease. And yes, it has hurt some people in dramatic ways. uh, But overall, we've fared pretty well with this thing, considering what you look at in past pandemics. Uh, But we've exacerbated by the lockdown. So just one example, for example, last year, we missed 250,000 cases of alleged child abuse. Why? Because kids weren't in school where typically sharp-eyed teachers and administrators call those things out. It's just very, very disturbing. It is. And and I want to get to now, what do you think it was that caught the attention of the the propagandist uh, censors at the White House who work, in my judgment, with the propagandist censors at Facebook and Twitter, et cetera. I mean, let's just let's go on some record of some things. The Facebook people announced we have turned over our editorial judgments in relation to the covid flu to the wildly, wildly corrupt World Health Organization um, and, and, and Twitter. And those have said, oh, we're going to rely on public health experts. So they never go and tag Fauci with with disinformation when Fauci says, you know, one day the color blue is the best color, the next day the color red's the best color. But just go after you. And I wonder if it was your mask study. I wonder if that's the one that caught their attention and so they 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 went after you. And tell my listeners about this mask study because I think this is the one that may just have caused the White House to go after you. Then I want to talk about the lawsuit. This is the study with the labs. Yeah, we, uh, we did an analysis of about a dozen masks from uh, mothers that we sent to a lab, uh, and we helped identify exactly what was going on there. It found traces of pneumonia and cow herpes on these kids' masks that they had been wearing for a day or two. And, you know, anyone who has looked into their kids' masks will test that is gross stuff, and these things do little, and they probably do a lot of harm. I can't believe that no one else has thought to do this. This was a very small, insignificant sort of study. It was a test case, and we would love to see it was really just a a test. We wanted to see a larger scale thing, but no one has touched this. It's like the third rail of health politics now, not to touch the mask. But I think that's what got it. And as you understand, Todd, I'm, I'm suing both Facebook, Twitter, and the government. Now, Facebook and Twitter, they're private companies. One would hope them being part of the digital town hall, they might attest to the basic tenets of American democracy like the First Amendment. But putting that aside, what happened on July 15th was a fateful day. Jen Psaki, the press secretary over the pulpit, says that she is working in conjunction with the Surgeon General and cadres of people in the back end to call attention to posts they disagree with 
from U.S. citizens and then using their relationship with Facebook and Twitter to pull those down. I got suspended shortly right before that from Facebook. I got suspended from Twitter for something very benign that I posted about masks and kids. And we think we have a very, very strong case when the government issues and uses Facebook and Twitter as a proxy for censoring individuals. Now it's game over. We have a really, really, really strong case. So let's talk about that, unfold that a little bit. Justin Hart is with us, rationalground.com. Also, if you want to operate your business on data and quality data and understand sales and marketing funnels at levels that you'll never, ever dream of being able to understand, I encourage you to get in touch with Justin as well because he's just remarkably skilled in that arena. I want to talk about the tenets of this case. If Justin, if you'll allow us just a gift of maybe five or seven more minutes of your time, which I can't replace for you, brother. So if you'll allow us that, we'll come back and unfold the case. All right. Justin Hart's with us, rationalground.com. Let's check traffic with right way traffic. So I just shamelessly sold that, uh, sold that line from uh, radio host Janet Parshall, great Christian radio host, very important program. Justin Hart granting us the gift of his time, which we cannot replace. That's how Janet expresses that. So, Justin, you make an incredible statement in the United States of America. I want to make sure everybody consumes this and metabolizes it mentally. Was it June 15th? They came out and said, yeah, we are working with social media companies to uh, to identify citizens with bad think. Was that the date that that Circleback Saki said that? July 15th. July 15th. 15th. So in the month of Independence Day, they said this. Um, and then yeah, you she, she got over the pulpit and made those attestations, and, and it's, uh, it's really something. It's never been really revealed. It's kind of like someone pulling back the curtain and, and revealing the, the Wizard of Oz, pulling all the strings, what was happening there. Yeah. So now let's talk about um, the post you said that was sort of benign. You got banned from Twitter just before that, very suspicious timing. Facebook dinged you. Give, give folks just a taste of what these posts were like, and then let's talk about your case and what you seek to get uh, from the White House and the social media companies. Yeah, the, it was an infographic put together by one of my, my great friends online, and it was, it was the title of it was, Uh, masking children is not practical and not supported by real-world data. You can tell that's a real bomb thrower there. (laughs) And it has little (laughs) sections that talk about each of the – right? I mean, this this is kind of a benign post, and it was actually backed up each one of the points that we made there by scientific rigorous papers that had been seen or in peer review at that time. And we basically just talked about there's no data to support masking kids. Since that time, there have been numerous articles, both in the New York Times and New York Magazine, that have come out and say there's a really mixed case for masking kids for here to eternity. And the case has been made by even acolytes of the White House that cloth masks are worthless, right? And so we've been vindicated on every point. But when I put that post up, and I had a simple text to it, it was just reminder, and then I posted the infographic, and I got dinged. I had to be kicked off of Facebook for three-plus days. Because they didn't like that post, and I don't know who took it down. I don't know if it was the White House that pinged me. I, I, I suspect there's something going on there, but we have FOIA requests into them. And again, the key differential here is that the Constitution prohibits the government from censoring you. Private companies are their own beast. One would hope that there's a case to be made that you know in a digital town hall they should adhere to some of these things. But I know the government should. And so when when Jen Psaki over the pulpit says we are working in tandem with Facebook and Twitter to call out posts we don't like and pull those people and those posts down. Whoa, that's that's censorship. 
It is. And now um, Alex Berenson um, and, and my, you know, Alex is his own man and has been very fundamental in understanding and being able to speak about the precious. That is the mRNA injections, the way other people will not. Certainly other reporters will not touch the precious. He's permanently banned from Twitter. Um, I think he stood on your shoulders a little bit, honestly, because you guys started the data analysis on this. And so he's he's banned. He's considering a lawsuit. I don't know what he's going to seek. What are you seeking, Justin Hart? What do you want from the technocrats and their bosses and, and partner technocrats for the White House? What damages do you want? What do you want them to give you? But we're seeking injunctions so that they you know, don't do this again. But also this happens to do with my livelihood. When they kick me off of Facebook, I can no longer provide ad support to my clients. Um, I can't promote my clients' work online. Uh, when I'm kicked off of Twitter with you know, a pretty large audience I have there, that affects me, too. And so these are things that I want to see when the government takes actions that affect my bottom line. That's impactful. Look, they took actions that affect all of our bottom lines, and we should take some major pushback to make sure that never happens again. And that's kind of what the injunction is for. So would you I mean, do you want a monetary do you want a monetary uh, make good on this since they stole money from you? Basically, no, I, I have not asked for any monetary compensation on this thing. I don't know what's going to happen after that. But in, in, for the most part, I, I want the attestation that the government shouldn't be doing this stuff in conjunction with, okay. uh, you know, private companies. And there is distinct case law about the government being barred from using companies as a proxy for silencing Americans. That's just unconstitutional on its face. So how do people get in touch with you, uh, Justin, if um, if they want data, data help? I don't think people understand uh, the sort of things that, that folks like you with your skill set can uncover, patterns of who buys, of who goes to a website and, and left because of why, and sort of the uh, you know tracking of click patterns, et cetera. For instance, if you move your shopping cart here, you, the, the things that you're able to help people uncover about their businesses are incredible. So how do people get in touch with you, Justin, if they, um, if they need that sort of work? Sure. You can find all my contact info um, on Twitter, Justin underscore Hart. All right. And I, I encourage people, listen, Justin is fighting a battle that that this is th- these are defining moments for the United States of America. And Justin is fighting this has been tip of the spear with rationality on this uh, for a year and a half and is a big reason there's even any conversation about this. And and I would wrap it up this way, Justin, uh, with you and, and your beautiful family and knowing that you've worked in D.C. and you've worked around politicians and you and I used to joke a little bit about D.C., um, brother, did you ever think that you would speak the words that you speak on a daily basis, that, that, you, that we would witness the things we're seeing on a daily basis of, of traveling papers for these injections, etc.? Did you ever think you would think the thoughts you think about the, the country uh, back when you worked in D.C.? It's, it's fiction. It was hyperbole in our minds back then, and now it's become reality and um it's sickening. Yeah, I, I never thought we would be at this point. Uh, and um, I'm hoping that we can quell it and stop it in its tracks. we got to just plant our roots, stay firm, and tell them to move. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, it's a beautiful way to say it. Justin, I so appreciate your work. RationalGround.com, Justin underscore Hart, H-A-R-T, on Twitter. Find this contact information there. Um, you will thank yourself for having them help you with your revenues and, and sales funnels, et cetera. Go with God's good grace, my friend. Appreciate you coming on the program. Thanks, Todd. Love you. Love you, too. Man, I I like it when a dude says I love you after an interview. Uh, So, folks, let me just make this very, very clear. Um, 
the battle that sits before us, uh, that Justin is fighting on our behalf, he is you. Okay? A lot of people are frustrated with social media censorship. He is you, and, and we're in that, that portion of this battle together. We have to back the plays of people like this. And I want to say something to the business owners in, in Washington State, in, in the separate country of King that surrounds the communist city of Seattle. I got some angry notes from business owners because I said, if you cave to this, I will never set foot in your facility again. I will never spend a dime with you again. I'm telling you in the clearest possible way I can that this is tough love. Man, I choose to go to small businesses. Like I have I have banned myself from China Mart. I I mentioned earlier in an ad, I went out to pizza last night. I am friends with those people that run that place. There's a there's a smoked meat place nearby that that I'm friends with that family. I'm friends now with the people who run my gym. I could go to a global gym, but I don't. And I buy my my protein powders from a local dude who just about lost his life incidentally in the gang wars and is a completely changed man living in Idaho. So I do everything I can to support small businesses. We build small businesses. And and in fact, on this show, we are unbelievably honored to be instrumental in helping businesses grow. Like 3010 has just grown if you give in to this, you're giving in on my behalf, too. If you agree to be the mRNA cops, you're agreeing on our behalf. You are helping them create absolute power. Unquestionable power. And I will make this as clear as I possibly can. If they can dictate that you get injected with an untested, and it is untested, experimental, and it is experimental, gene therapy, and it is gene therapy, that does not stop infection, and it doesn't stop infection, that does not stop transmission, and it does not stop transmission, that has the single worst health record. It is more risky, has killed far more people than all 30 years of prior vaccines, if they can force you to shoot that up and force you as a business owner to make sure people get shot up, there's nothing they can't make you do, including we're going to need you to go ahead and, and have a Fitbit installed in your body. Well, it's to fight disease, don't you know? For those reasons, and I love you small businesses, you stand against this, I'll spend money with you. You cave, I hate to say it. I love you dearly, but I will never spend a dime with you again. We'll come back on The Todd Herman Show.